Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the second part of our series covering over two decades of documentary making by Frameworks Films in Cork, Connor continues to follow their story in the company of founders Emma Bowell and Eddie Noonan. Their story began with the lives and times of Blackpool last week, and this led to the making of a film called Sunbeam, commissioned for the Capital of Culture in 2005. So here's a taste of what life was like in Cork, in those days. It was a fantastic place to work because everybody in the, in the area knew everybody. The women had 90% of the factory, like, and when I worked there, in the early 50s, yeah, there was around 2,000 workers there. You could imagine the place, like. The atmosphere was terrific. There were uh, families of people lived there, worked there, virtually lived there, almost, you could say. Well, first of all, you'd never have to buy a newspaper <laughs> because, you know, when word got out, once somebody had it, the whole car had it. Welcome back again this week, Emma and Eddie. We began a journey last week which started in Blackpool with the lives and times of Blackpool. We're now jumping forward a little bit and in a documentary you called Sunbeam, you looked at a part of Cork that is gone now, sadly, but some voices that have come back from the past and how wonderful it was to work there, how many generations worked there. And I love that clip there where they said you, you never had to buy a newspaper, you got all the news that you needed. Your family worked there, Eddie, is that right? That's right. My my mother and father worked there. In fact, they met in the Sunbeam. Mm. And then after that, things happened. And I grew up in a big family, had four brothers and four sisters. And all of the four sisters went on to work there as well. We only lived up the hill. You could you look out the window and you see the Sunbeam from St. Brendan's Road. Well, one of my sisters, I know, Cora, she'd nearly been fired for being late every morning. <laughs> <laughs> we used to like walking there. I was always late. And it was only down the road. And one time I got called up to the union and the girl said, Cora, come here. Sure, you could see your house from here. Come over and look out the window there. Look at your house there and you're always late. Jesus, she said, and, and there's girls from the country there and they're in at 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I was hate it. I was hate going down. Emma, do you have any recollections of putting that production together? It was in the year 2004, am I right? Yeah, I'll tell you, it was actually part of a much bigger project which we were doing for Cork 2005, European Capital of Culture. You probably remember there was there was a lot of activity then and we we actually managed to, to work on a project called Cork Widescreen 
where we, we made 12 short documentaries that were going to be shown then over the course of 2005, one a month. And Sunbeam was actually the first one to be shown in January of, of 2005. And, you know, it, it was a collaboration between ourselves and the Northside Folklore Project, who are also very interested in local history and heritage. Mm-hmm. And we had done a little piece on it before for the, the longer documentary called The Lives and Times of Blackpool. And we always mm-hmm. thought, you know, we'd love to revisit it because there were so many stories and so many people just had such fond memories of it. Obviously, at the time we made it, it had already closed down. Two years previously, there had been a very dramatic fire there that a lot of people remember. In oh, yes. two, it was in 2003. Yes. It was a huge fire, which, which I suppose ultimately, you know, spelled the end of that building. It had mm-hmm. to be knocked then after that. But we just happened to be, this is even before we knew we were going to be making the, the, the documentary Sunbeam. We were actually in Mallow doing some film workshops with a group down there. Yeah. And so we had the cameras in the back of the van. We were, we were coming back along the old Mallow Road and we could see the smoke coming from from that direction. We were thinking, jeepers, what's this? And so we were able to then, as we approached, we saw it was pretty serious. And that's how we were actually able to get some some amazing footage of the fire. Because, you know, it, it was just a total sort of fluke that we had the cameras. People then... We're, we're just standing and looking at the fire and it just brought back a lot of memories for people. Yeah. So we were able to do some interviews there and then with people and then we were able to incorporate a lot of that in to the final piece, you know. So, you know, it's a very special piece and I think mm. it'll it'll resonate a lot, you know, for, for so many people who work there. Certainly it's written into the DNA of Cork. I mean, a production called Sunbeam Girls ran in the Opera House for many, many weeks. It was incredibly popular. There was always an interest That's in right. their their lives and their stories, and it continues to be interesting. Incidentally, you've actually managed to start your own archive on YouTube with your own YouTube channel. So at the end of this discussion, people can actually go looking around what you've recorded over the years and access it for themselves. That's right, yeah, because, you know, a lot of the work that we do, you know, many of our projects are broadcast on Cork Community Television, which is a local not-for-profit TV channel, which Mm -hmm. goes out on on Channel 803 on Virgin Media. But I suppose once they're broadcast, you know, people often say, you know, where, where, how can we get to see them? And so we had sort of resisted the whole YouTube channel idea for, for a long time. But eventually, you know, really, we were celebrating our, our 21st anniversary there last year. We, we sort of, you know, decided, look, it'd be great for more people to be able to see these films. So we, we have started putting them up. And as the weeks go on with yourselves, we'll make sure to have all of the films that okay. we're kind of referencing or talking about up there. People can access that via our website frameworksfilms.com. We'd be delighted for people to have a look at them. Eddie, I'll leave the last word with you. Do you have any memories of making that particular documentary of anything that just stands out, any stories, any people that just caught your ear? Well, I, I think it's always the, the, the pranks, the jokes, the, the, the kind of, I remember my sister, I think it was Margaret, she was, when she, her first day in the job, she was told to get the bucket of steam yeah. or the glass hammer and all these kind of things. So I remember the bucket of steam. <laughs> so... I was called over and I was saying, you know, I was asked would I go to um, another department and get a bucket of steam. Of course, I was young and naive and I went and I asked the other crowd in the other area would they give me a bucket of steam. And of course, I was hanging on and they told me wait for the bucket of steam. And I think after about an hour, I realised uh, there was a, a joke played on me. And you were standing for a quarter of an hour and you said, hey, get me the long stand. <laughs> you already had it. <laughs> I suppose the camaraderie and the, the, the crack. 
I mean, they had a swimming pool there, they had a doctor, they had a dentist. I think Danny Sheehan mentioned that he said they had everything there. And for a reason, nobody needed to be out sick when they had their own doctor and, 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 you know, everything (laughs) was on site. It's extraordinary when you think about the modern international mega organisations like Google and all of those, and they're trying to give some sort of an idealised workplace, you know, covered by plants and game rooms and all that kind of stuff. Whereas in those days, people just supplied their own fun, their own stories, their own reason for going to work, albeit slightly late. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I must say, just finally, when you look back on the loss of Sunbeam, did it affect the community or has the community managed to to mend that, I suppose, wound with the loss of of the Sunbeam factory? Well, I think at the time, you know, people talk about that when it it did close down. I mean, it had a massive impact, you know. For some people, it's probably still being felt today in terms of, you know, maybe families where, where people never worked again and unemployment continued, you know. So I think that, that, that there is still an impact. And I, I think that then the, the, the fire in some ways kind of brought it back, to, a lot of that back to people again, sort of raked a lot of those those kind of memories of, of just what happened. You know, I mean, obviously, Blackpool has an awful lot going for it today. You know, it's yep. a, a very vibrant community. But I, I do think those kind of big places of work, as you mentioned, you know, Fords, Dunlops, all of these places. Yes, you have the Googles today, but it's a very different, it's a very different setup. It isn't that same sense of a whole lot of people from one community all working there, all streaming out, walking along up the Commons Road, you know. It is different, there's no doubt about it. But the life and times of Blackpool started the story, Sunbeam continued the story, and there's plenty more stories. You have archived them all in frameworksfilms.com if people want to start accessing them for themselves. But as the weeks go by, we'll dig into more and more stories, celebrating 21, going on 22 years since you started to tell the story of Cork and its people. Emma... And Eddie, again, thanks a million. Thanks, Connor. Thank you. The people came from working class areas, obviously. They were all indigenous places. They worked in Spangle Hill, as we used to call it then, Dublin Hill, Churchfield, Granara, uh, around St Mary's Road, Ballyfehan. They were all people that lived and worked together. They drank together, they played football together, and, and they, they were generally very interested in one another, I thought. They were friendly to one another. We all were great friends, and when we used to get paid on Friday, it was straight into town on Friday buy a pair of tights, head off to the disco that night. They were very happy people most of the time. And you could see it as well when they left work in the evenings. They would link hands and they'd start singing on the way home to work. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't false either, it was a genuine joy, a joy in working in the factory at all. We had good times there and we had tough times there. I am really so into that series that you're doing with Emma and Eddie. It's brilliant. I just to hear those voices and those stories of Cork and what they've put together over 21 years now into their 22nd year. It's extraordinary. Well, they handed it to me on a place, to be honest with you. That is the result of, as I say, over two decades of work coming to revisit us. And we're very fortunate to have that material being brought to us every week. I'm so delighted to be celebrating frameworks, films and paying tribute each week to the incredible archiving of Cork's history that they've been doing. So congratulations to them. And I can't wait to hear what you're chatting about next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.